Hey everybody, welcome to the Cali Traveler Podcast Show. I'm your host, Paul. Once again, welcome to the Cali Traveler Podcast Show. I'm your host, Paul. Welcome to episode 14 of the Cali Traveler Podcast Show. This also happens to be the season finale of season one. Yay! Oh, thank you. Episode 14, we will be concluding part three of a three-part series, Throwback Journey 2019. Because of the coronavirus pandemic of 2020, unfortunately, my vacation plans and my travel plans were canceled. So I decided to compensate this year by doing a throwback from last year if that makes any sense. This part of the journey takes place again in Malaysia and in US. I came back to Thailand from the States in July of 2019. And then in October of 2019, I went on a three-day trip to Johor Bahru in Malaysia. As said in previous episode, Johor Bahru is on the border with Singapore. Went there for three days, and it was really cool to have gone to Johor Bahru at the time that I did because it was the time of Diwali. Diwali is a holiday that is primarily celebrated by Hindus and Sikhs which Malaysia has a significant Indian population. When I went to Johor Bahru, they ended up having the flower at Sinai Airport and on the ground. And this flower is called This flower is on the ground and it signifies light because Diwali is known as the festival of lights. End up going, check into my hotel, you know, the usual. But this time I didn't really explore Jehovah as much as I had done before. I visited places that I went to before. Uh, the first place that I always visit when I go to Jehovah is I visit the Sultan Iskandar Mosque, which is the most beautiful mosque in Jehovah in my opinion. After that, I go spend some time driving around the city, seeing what there is. You would be surprised down in the waterfront of Johor Bahru in the central business district, or AKA downtown. There are a lot of shops, a lot of restaurants. I unfortunately didn't get to try them all, but the ones I went to were absolutely amazing. Now, if you're looking to drive in Malaysia, 
Okay, renting a car, it's not a problem. And driving on the roads, there is not a problem. Traffic isn't bad like in other countries. For instance, if you compare Jehovah to traffic in Bangkok, it's not bad at all. Uh, traffic is always moving. You might have stop and go here and there, but other than that, smooth sailing. I end up going to some of the restaurants on the waterfront and did some shopping. I saw the Sultan Abu Bakr Mosque, which is, again, the oldest mosque in Malaysia. The oldest mosque in Johor Bahru. I went there, visited. Now, one thing I've got to tell you all is Johor Bahru is so hot and so humid almost every day of the year. But at that time, it was the start of the rainy season in Johor Bahru. So it was extremely humid. Couldn't really go out that much. I ended up going and grabbing uh, shisha. I don't know for those of you that ever have shisha, hookah, whatever. But in Malaysia, there are so many places to go to. You can literally find shisha at any restaurant that has outdoor seating. There's a particular restaurant that I go to whenever I'm in Jehovah This restaurant is a mixture of Thai, Indian, and Malay foods. But the twist is the owner of the restaurant is originally from Thailand. I remember hearing him speaking Thai with the waiter. And I go up to him and I, I say, Swati Krap. Hello. And I said, Putai Dai Mai. Asked him if he spoke Thai, and then he tell me in English, "Yes, I speak Thai. I'm from Thailand." But then I hear him switch to speaking Malay, and I'm thinking to myself, "What the hell's going on here?" So I asked him where he was from, and he says, "Oh, I'm from Naratiwat Province." So Naratiwat is way down in the southern tip of Thailand. So it's on the border with. Believe the state of Kelantan in northeastern Malaysia. I've never been to Kelantan before. That's way up north. I've only been to a few states, primarily in the center and in the south of Malaysia. I end up telling him check in the crop, which is can uh, I have the check, please? Then he said, "Sip song ringgit crop." Sip song in Thai is the number twelve. So I paid 12 ringgit, which was roughly around like $3 US, which you can never find shisha for that price in the States. Usually it's around like $20 or $30, depending on where you go. There's some places I would recommend, which I will recommend when I discuss going back home for the wintertime. <laughs> I went, enjoyed three days in Johor Bahru, came back to Thailand, back to school, you know daily routine December of 2019 I ended up going home for two weeks so usually I go home twice a year during the holiday season for a couple of weeks and then I go back home in the summertime and usually it can be about one to two months 
end up going back and it was cold as hell in the states now coming from southeast asia i never ever pack warm clothing because i don't have it with me however i luckily brought a hoodie or sweater whatever you guys call it we call them hoodies back home because i was going and i had a layover in shanghai go to shanghai and you don't necessarily go in through the airport immediately you go like down steps and then you go down into a bus that will take you inside shanghai pudong airport at least that's how i went last time but i was prepared this time because generally in shanghai it is very cold this time of the year My flight back to the US is generally the longest flight that I ever have whenever I'm flying places. My flight ended up being at 2 a.m. in Bangkok, end up flying about 5 hours back to to Shanghai, China, where I had a layover for uh like 7 hours <laughs> but from uh the 5 hour flight from Bangkok to Shanghai I ended up I ended up just sleeping so I slept for 5 hours slept very soundly Tell flight didn't woke me up telling me that we're about to land. Got to put my seatbelt on cuz I had an entire row to myself so I just stretched myself out and just slept like I was on a bed. Get off the plane. You go through Chinese immigration, which usually doesn't take that long. Now the one thing is if you're going to be going to China, whether it's the first time, uh, if you're going to go to China for the first time, you will have to submit your fingerprints and Chinese immigration will help out with that. So there's going to be machines there. I've already done it once. I did it 2 years ago. You only have to do it once in your life. After that, it was pretty much walking around Shanghai Pudong Airport for the next 7 hours. I ended up starting my morning with some coffee and surprisingly some Dunkin Donuts, which yes, in China they do have Dunkin Donuts. I was surprised at that. Had a couple of donuts. walked around again ended up watching CCTV which is Central Chinese Television which is the state broadcaster of China they have CCTV channels literally for everything CC channel 1 through CC channel 12 CCTV channel 1 through CCTV channel 12 lunch time i ended up getting this uh, beef mian tou mian tou in mandarin means noodles best beef noodle i've ever had in china can't remember the name of it but it is a place that i always go to when i'm in shanghai so i end up yeah i've been lunch take a little nap 
Next thing you know, time to board the plane to San Francisco. All right, you know, I'm finally going stateside. But surprisingly, this last time I flew, the flight was really short, about nine hours. So it was a good flight. I ended up actually taking some amazing pictures from the plane. I was at a window seat on the left side. I actually got to see Tokyo, Japan, from the sky. And holy shit, that was a huge city. When you see it from the sky, you're just like, wow. Well, I flew over Japan, and then the sun starts to set, and you're right on the border between Japan and Russia. So it's really cool. You see it, but then yeah, the sun dips below the horizon, so you no longer can see what's out there. Go to sleep for a few hours and then wake up again. Next thing you know, it's sunset. Wow, it's really going on right now. This is sunset. So I end up taking a picture of the sunset. I see the sun rise and we're in North America. It's like, wow, this is just so crazy. I actually got to see the sun set on one side of the world, and I got to see it rise on the other. Well, finally, I see on the plane map that we're finally coming down into California. And I just see it, and I'm like, wow, I'm actually home now. The one thing I have got to say is that that morning when I flew back home, it was a very aggravating morning uh, going through U.S. immigration. Now, I'm going to tell all of you this, that are U.S. citizens that are living abroad, if you're going back home, there's actually a much easier way to check in with immigration. So it's called Mobile Passport. It is an app from the U.S. Customs Immigration. You take a picture, you scan your passport, you fill out the declaration form, and then you just show that you filled out this declaration form on the app. and. The cool part about it is there's going to be three separate lines. So there's a line for U.S. citizens, just the regular line, line for foreigners, and then line for mobile passport users. And surprisingly, there was only one person ahead of me, which was great. But when I get to immigration, uh, immigration officer was a complete bitch. Just giving me shit for going to Malaysia and giving me shit for studying in Thailand. Oh, why don't you study here? And I'm like, well... Maybe if it wasn't so damn expensive in the States, I would. And she said, well, welcome back to the U.S. Thank you so much. So, I get my bags, and I get trolley so I can put my bags on trolley and get the hell out of the airport. All of a sudden, another damn immigration officer comes up and tells me, Can I see your passport? Like, motherfucker. You guys literally just checked my stuff. Like, really, you're gonna ask me again? And ask me the same bullshit questions before. And I'm just, you know, whatever, dude. Like, I'm tired. I wanna get the hell out of here. I wanna go home. So, after that, family picks me up and I grab a, like a brunch, which at my favorite Chinese restaurant back home. After that, I get home and I go to sleep. And I'm sleeping for almost half the day. <laughs> That's how tired I was. One thing I really hate about traveling internationally from Asia back to North America is jet lag. Usually it lasts me a couple of days, but after that, I'm just fine. 
Well, after resting, you know, I am doing food deliveries on an app called DoorDash, which is what I usually would do back home and then just save that money and come back home and use that money. And, and when I'm referring to home, I'm referring to Thailand. <laughs> uh, the holiday season last year was amazing. Um, one thing that I absolutely love to do is I love to go to Union Square um, in San Francisco and see the beautiful Christmas tree they have there right next to the Macy's. Um, if you're down in the South Bay of the San Francisco Bay Area, I recommend checking out Christmas in the Park, which is in downtown San Jose. There are many beautiful decorations. Uh, unfortunately, this year it's being done a little bit different. It's just basically a drive-through, but typically it's a walk-through area. They would have displays, different Christmas trees. They would have food booths. They would have rides, but unfortunately, that's not the case this year. So for the holidays, I ended up spending my holidays in Los Angeles for about three days. Actually, it was four days because of an unfortunate delay with the weather. Uh, I ended up checking out Little Tokyo, which Los Angeles has a Little Tokyo, just like San Francisco has Japantown. Ended up grabbing sushi at one of my favorite places called uh, Kuda Revolving Restaurant. It's a sushi conveyor belt restaurant. It is amazing. Uh, you can get plates for about $1.75 each. And in the end, usually I would be paying about $20 to $25, but you would be super stuffed. Then spend a little bit of time, surprisingly, in Thai town. Yeah. Los Angeles has a Thai town. They have a significant Thai community in Los Angeles. And the place that I go to is called Silom Supermarket. And you can actually get some of the snacks that you can find here in Thailand at Silom Supermarket. Uh, go there and grab some amazing snacks. My favorite snacks, by the way, if you're ever in Silom Supermarket, I definitely recommend getting the seaweed flavored Lay's from Thailand. Thailand, compared to the US in terms of Lay's chips, so many more flavors. They have like uh, spicy lobster, hot squid, uh, double barbecue, seaweed, sour cream and onion, regular, so on and so forth. Visiting the Sai Lai Temple once again in Los Angeles. Um, ended up meeting with a friend of mine, which he will actually be on a future episode of the Cali Traveler podcast show in season two. So stay tuned for that interview. Now on day three was supposed to be the day that I went home, but unfortunately they had a really bad snowstorm on Interstate 5. And at that night, there actually was a trucker that ended up passing away. Uh, he froze in his truck. The Grapevine is a very high pass north of Los Angeles as you're descending down into the Central Valley to Bakersfield. But the best way, if you want to actually get into the Bay Area directly, is through US 101, which is a much more scenic highway, in my opinion. If you've been to California, like, first time, I'd recommend driving the 101 from the Bay Area to Los Angeles. It's definitely worth it. There's a lot more stops. Whereas Interstate 5, it's just flat valley. Uh, 
north of Los Angeles and when you're descending into Bakersfield. Well, after that, we get home and a couple days later, I ended up having to go back home. Uh, my New Year's was actually spent just at home. Typically, I don't party or anything like that, which, yeah, I might sound boring, but at the same time, I just don't really like dealing with people on New Year's. But I will say this, though. For those of you who are thinking about partying for New Year's 2021, I don't recommend it. What I recommend you do is stay home, stay with your family, stay safe. If you are going to go out, make sure to maintain social distancing, so on and so forth. You know the drill. So I want to wish each and every one of you a happy holidays and a happy new year. May 2021 be a year of well wishes for us, a year of success, a year of happiness. Take care. But once again, happy new year. And please subscribe to the Kelly Traveler Podcast Show. Podcast can be heard weekly on my YouTube channel, so subscribe to Cali Traveler 93, as well as liking my Facebook page, Cali Traveler 93, and the podcast will be available on Spotify and other platforms.